raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. In the meantime, we'll go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. It's been a while, but now we welcome Lockdown Hornets' very own and also every Hornets box score substack creator, Doug Branson, to the show. Doug, can you tell me why they traded Jalen, man? And also, are you ready to console me the next time we do a pod? Well, I think they did something. Uh, they did. They did tra- <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they, they finally got involved in, in this trade deadline period. Why did they trade Jalen? I think Jalen was a commodity that some that other teams wanted. I mean, you, you, you can only trade the players that other teams want to trade for. Uh, and we had seen rumors that Jalen uh, had drawn some interest from some other teams like the Suns and the Jazz, but both of those teams have already done their deals. And so he gets involved in this other deal that involved Matisse Seibel, who we also knew uh, was rumored to be on the move. It definitely makes your team worse. I mean, if that was, if that was the goal, I I think this accomplishes that because uh, McDaniels is somebody that was contributing on both ends of the floor for the Hornets, maybe not as consistently, I think as some people would have liked to see him do, especially with his three point shot. But he certainly made this team better, and especially when they were injured. Uh, they counted on McDaniels to come in and contribute on the starting lineup, and he was able to do that here and there. Uh, so th- this does make them worse, and, and we'll see if this is you know the, the first in a number of deals that they do or you know if this ends up being the last deal. Well, and, and the thing is, we had been talking about do something for a while now. It became the slogan of Locked On Hornets, and it really became the slogan of Hornets fans everywhere, and I get that. This was always the risk for me. I know we value Jalen McDaniels differently, but mm-hmm. you and I both – agreed that it probably would be something more than multiple second round picks. Like I, for me, Doug, I I can't get on board with the value, right? Like it's not like I wanted to hold on to Jalen McDaniels for dear life, but multiple second round picks and a guy that wasn't even breaking the rotation for an Eastern conference play in team. I just can't get on board with that value. What do you make of the return coming back for Jalen? Well, I honestly, I didn't see any chance of him going for a first round pick. I mean, I don't think that the Hornets have a player on their roster right now that they would be willing to trade for that would generate a first-round pick. So I thought it was always going to be multiple mm. second-round picks, and it was going to be whether whether you were okay with taking that back to, to make your team worse. And look, I mean, Jalen McDaniels is somebody that was a, what, a 52nd overall pick, a, a deep second-rounder, and you've turned that into two future second-rounders that you may or may not actually pick. That You know, I think... Kyle Newbeck uh, with the Philly Voice is reporting that it's a 2029 second rounder from Portland and a 2024 second round pick from New York. So that 29 pick, I mean, who knows what's going to come from that. But but you flip a second rounder that you developed into a player that I think the ceiling was quickly approaching on. Uh, you flip that for two second rounders. So like I'm not I'm not like crazy disappointed with that transaction. I just think it. It, it, it needs to be the first transaction. It can't be the only transaction they make. Then I would be a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Doug, Wes Bryant here, and the question that I've been asking as well is, what is it that Hornets Nation is seeking out of the trade deadline? What are the main things that you would want to see? Like, what's the main objective of this whole deal of today? What What do you want to come out of this? 
Yeah, I think you, you would want to have some clarity as to the franchise's direction, right? I mean, I think we came into this season a little bit confused about what the overall goals on the season were, and then that picture got cloudier and cloudier uh, as the injuries started to pile up. But it's been evident uh, for a long time that, that this team uh, was not going to be even close to competing even for a fringe play-in spot, which is super easy uh, to compete for these days and easier than it was even last season in the Eastern Conference. But they, they are not anywhere close. And even as they've gotten healthier, uh, you, you've seen the wheels start to uh, get loose. They haven't fallen all the way off, but they're, they're pretty loose at this point. And so I think fans want to see this, this franchise come to terms with that and, and move it in a direction that could possibly land them a, a generational talent in Victor Webinyama in this upcoming draft, or even a, a very good pick in Scoot Henderson. I mean, this is a deep draft, and, and I think fans want to see the, the, the franchise come to terms with that. Doug, who is the Hornet that you are most surprised that has not been traded yet? Well, I think Mason Plumley is the name that, that has been bandied around the most, and, and I think it makes the most sense for uh, multiple teams uh, Sacramento needs a backup big. They're, they are desperate to finally compete in, in a playoff series. Uh, so I, I think they would look at him. Boston missed out on their big. Uh, they were looking to trade for Jakob Pertle. Pertle goes back uh, to Toronto. So I think the Celtics could still be in play for a backup big. And, and Mason uh, really has raised the level of his game. But, but I think with a lot of these players, whether it's Mason Plumley, Kelly Oubre, Jalen McDaniels, or others, I, I feel like they're all sort of backup plans. <laughs> so, so, like, teams are going to have to go through their motions and see who they can target and see who they can get, and then they'll fall back. You know, all right, we couldn't, we couldn't land our first or second option at the big position, so there's Mason Plumley. He's playing well. He's moving the basketball well. He's finishing well. The big question around Mason, of course, is, like, how much of that is playing with LaMelo Ball? Because if you look at you know, when Mason plays with LaMelo, he's like, his uh, true shooting, his effective field goal percentages are all like 13 or 14% higher than when he's not playing with them. Uh, so, you know, he's been playing with the starters. What happens when you trade for Mason and then you put him with a second unit that doesn't feature a playmaker and, and, and somebody who draws defenses like LaMelo Ball? I think that's what, what teams would be concerned with. But, but I think, you know, Mason is the name that still makes the most sense in, in all of these trade discussions. Doug Branson of Locked On Hornets, also everyhornetsboxscore.com. He joins us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. I got some text from the Garage Door Guru text line, Doug. People are saying they traded Jalen McDaniels because JT Thor could possibly get more playing time. So, one, I'll ask, do you think there is going to be another Hornet that is shipped out somewhere else? And what kind of rotation do you expect to see the rest of the season? Does this kind of indicate that, all right, McGowan's, JT Thor, Kai Jones, your time is up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think regardless of whether they can actually get some of these deals done, because remember, you know, Mason Plumlee, uh, you, you can remove him from the books next season. Same with Kelly Oubre. So if you, if you want to be worse next season, you, you have options to do that that are outside the trade deadline. It's really just about, you know, can you get some value for those players uh, you know, it, from teams that are looking to compete in the second half of this season. Uh, so I think even if they don't make these moves, there should be a concerted effort to move uh, some of these veterans to lesser roles or to no roles altogether and start to put the focus on these players that they have been slowly developing. And, and look, players like Thor and McGowan have all gotten opportunities this season. 
and even James Booknight and Kai Jones, who are playing in the G League right now, they've all gotten opportunities because of the injuries, but they've been opportun- they've been auditions, and I think it's really time to say, all right, this is your role now. It's, it's not really going to change. Let's see what you do with that remaining time and uh, to see what they have and what they don't have because they've got some decisions to make around some of these picks that they've made over the past couple of seasons and who they want to move forward with and who they don't. And so they need to have the clearest picture possible, and that's, that's got to involve playing time at some point. Doug, how should Hornets feel if Hornets fans feel if nothing happens after this deal? Well, I mean, I think they're going to feel disappointed. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they, they're going. To, I think they're going to feel worried because, look, Kelly Oubre is, is set to return at some point. Like he's he's getting healthier. Cody Martin uh, will may return. Uh, you know, he's obviously very frustrated not to be on the floor. This was uh, supposed to be a big season for him, signing the contract. He wanted to play every game this season. That obviously has not happened. Uh, so he desperately wants to get back. So if both of those players return, there is still a danger, even with shipping uh, Jalen McDaniels off, that this team could perform better in this final stretch and work themselves out of uh, not only the, the best odds at the number one pick, uh, but even the best odds at a you know one of the four top picks, which I think even down to the fourth pick would still be a very good player that you're bringing back in this upcoming draft. So I think fans would be worried that you know Steve Clifford, very competitive coach, is focused on winning. A lot of these guys have a lot of pride. LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, they want to win. They're competitive players. And if, if Kelly comes back, if Cody comes back, this is a team that could, you know, competing teams are going to rest their players against the Hornets. They'll have an opportunity to sneak up on some of these teams and play spoiler every once in a while. And, and the margin between, you know, first and fifth in terms of that, uh, you know, pick, uh, situation is, is very thin at this point. So I, I think fans will be worried. Shout out to uh, Hooray Bacon on Twitter, by the way, who asked how are the Hornets going to use Svi Mila Kunis, is how he pronounced it. So we'll give you that breakdown yep. a little bit <laughs> later on in the show. I did want to ask you about P.J. Washington as well. I think a lot of people are kind of hypothesizing now with Jalen uh, McDaniel's absence that they could be extending PJ because of this move, right? So we don't know what's going to happen with Miles Bridges. Jalen McDaniels now traded away to Philadelphia. Does this all point into the direction of PJ Washington being here long-term? It feels like it. I mean, they have to, I think, you know, they had a couple of options in terms of which direction they wanted to go with, you know, the, the forward position and, and not that they had a glut of options, but, but, you know, you had Jalen who, if you kept him, you would be in the driver's seat to extend him. Uh, so, yeah, they've got some choices to make. I, I think it you know, does point in that direction, although you know, we know that P.J. was, uh, before this season, when they were talking about early extension, demanding, according to the reports, was demanding a little bit more than the Hornets were willing to pay when it came to early extension time. Does that change uh, when, when they actually have to decide whether or not to keep him or not? We'll see. And you, you mentioned, I think, the thing that the, the sort of sits – over this whole trade deadline is the future of Miles Bridges with this organization. It's still a huge mystery. We don't know. And, but the organization is certainly operating with this trade deadline with that in mind. Uh, so I, I think, you know, d- down the road, we're not really going to know exactly the motivations of this trade deadline, probably until next season. Doug, does the, the lack of movement, does it say anything about the talent on this Hornets roster as far as have we overvalued some guys, especially like a Terry Rozier who has been mentioned in trade scenarios pretty much since the beginning of the season? 
does it say that the Hornets roster isn't as talented as we thought as far as just overvaluing some guys, the fact that they haven't been traded, traded for or coveted? Oh, no, I don't think so, because I, I think that Mason, both Mason Plumley and Kelly Oubre have played themselves into consideration from some of these teams. I mean, uh, there have been Hornets uh, teams in the past that have had you know, generally no one that anyone was interested in trading for. So even the opportunity to trade a guy like Jalen or Mason or Kelly, I think, speaks to both their individual dedication to getting better and playing better and, and having the opportunity to do so because of some of the injuries and uh, the the organization's ability to to help develop Jalen McDaniels, you know, I think just getting getting them traded at all, getting a deal done at all, I think is you know there are not many deals that happen over this trade deadline, you know, just in, in volume. So getting a deal done at all, I think, is a testament to the the work that that Jalen's put in individually and the organization has put in with them. But yeah, I, I think that uh, you know I don't think we're overvaluing the players. I think they've played extremely well. Again, considering the circumstances with the injury and the team not playing well in general, uh, I think it's it's impressive that these names are even coming up at all. That's Doug Branson from Lockdown Hornets, also every Hornets box score, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. By the way, not only can you listen to us talk about this, uh, you're going to be doing something a little bit later on the YouTube channel, right, Doug? Are you going to be happy, Doug, or sad, Doug? Because I got a roller coaster version of you earlier this morning. I'm going to be contemplative, Doug. I think I'm going to be lighting incense. I've got a shrine set up with Bob Bass's picture on it. Uh, I'm just going to be hoping that there is more news, that this isn't the only news, because we've been down this road before where where the Hornets trade for Sheldon Mack, and we all go, wait a minute, this this can't be it. There's got to be more to this story, and, and there's not more to this story, so... Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see if, if this is the end. All right, that's Doug Branson joining us here on Wesson Walker. We appreciate it, man. Thanks again. All right, thanks, guys. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.